Welcome to From the Back Tees, a podcast where we tee it up from the back every week. Good play, good play. Welcome to the From the Back Tees podcast, a podcast that is always from the back tees. I'm Jerry. And I'm Zach. And we and have Zach, a, oh, and we have a new addition today. I didn't know when we were going Zach to it. stepped all over my dick. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, no, go ahead. Okay, Jerry's enjoying his white cloth, so I'll leave him to it. We have a new addition to the uh, podcast hosting world. We're adding our boy. You want to just talk and hope people figure out who you are? Yeah, just listen to my brand new uh, radio voice I've been working on. Is it suave enough? Uh, <laughs> it's our tiger guy? guy. It's better than mine. Yeah, it's our tiger guy, Nolan T. Smith. It's awesome to be, uh, yeah, you know, on here, guys. I hope I can uh, add to what is already um, a wonderful conversa- conversation that, you know, happens on the weekly. So I'm um, just excited to be here, and uh, let's tee it up. You're right. It it uh it smells tropical in here. I I agree. I know what we were trying to get to, and uh, Zach and I are just thrilled that you're here, and thrilled that we can always be here on Sports Travel Radio, their podcast network, because well, they're the best, and they kick a ton of ass, and we're happy to be a part of them. Zach, we got a ton of golf stuff to talk about today. I mean, we got a uh, what do you, what do you want to start with? Ooh, do you want to start with last week and the Russell Henley fiasco? Yeah, so um, catch people up, uh, Zach. Uh, what, uh, I guess Russ uh, got uh, uh, over half a dozen penalty strokes, it sounds like. So, yeah, uh, Russell Henley in the tournament last week, he was going about his week fine. He ended up finishing seven under after – it was actually after Saturday because Thursday got rained out, but it was Saturday going into the weekend, into the third round. And after his round, he noticed that he had given a ball to a fan and took another ball which was marked slightly different by the Sharpie compared to his first ball. And then he went up to the, I don't know, the officials to call himself out for it. Didn't even know how many holes he played. Somehow they came to the conclusion that he played four holes with this slightly differently marked ball, which apparently is a big advantage to have it marked differently. It must affect the spin and all that, you know? So big cheater, so Russell Henley. He, he, he essentially gave a golf ball to a fan, and then put another ball in play, and when he marked that ball with a Sharpie, it wasn't the same as how he marked it previously? Yeah, exactly. And he got two shots per hole, so he got a nice eight-shot penalty to move him to one over par instead of seven under and missed the cut. No wonder I didn't hear about this. This is bullshit, right? Wait, what, what is, you could, so you're telling me if you mark your golf ball, you have to mark it that way for life, and you're telling yeah. me no two people can mark it the same way? That's, that's, that's bullcrap. Yeah, that was very odd. So, yeah, what what I also heard was that he wasn't sure if it was exactly the same ball he'd been playing. It was it was a Titleist ball, um, but he thinks it might have gotten in his bag from when he was on the putting green and guys are putting to the same hole and he went up and picked up maybe one of another competitor's balls or something. I don't. I don't care if you switch to a Callaway Truviz. If it's, if you pull a ball out and you declare this is my next ball in play, it's a blank numbered blank. I thought the buck stops there. I mean, that's yeah. It seems simple. 
Well, yeah. I mean, but I mean, that, I don't, I don't understand where the penalty comes into play. I know I'm sure there's a letter of the law somewhere, but part of me is like, that doesn't make sense. That's like saying, that's like seeing a speed limit sign that says speed limit 45, speed limit 55, and the signs are right next to each other. You're like, well, this doesn't. What, what do we do? I mean, that's yeah, it's because of this one ball rule that they came up with. Well, and What's, that was that was the thing too. Is uh, what what like rule they pull out of the book was a very ambiguous rule and it was under like special circumstances or something odd like that. And it's, they, you know, they couldn't prove how many holes he used it wrongly on. He couldn't prove it either. He was like, I don't, I don't know how many holes I usually switch balls every couple holes just because they get scuffed up after I hit a wedge on it or something like that. And they just said, well, if you usually use like four, we'll, four per round we'll we'll do four holes and it's a two stroke two stroke penalty every every time you use the incorrect ball so they gave him eight strokes which is just absolutely ridiculous i thought well no i i get what you're saying i i hate to say it. when it comes to trying to suss out what the penalty is i hate to say it i actually kind of like how they figured it out because you have to come to something on the spot yeah. and then put everyone move on and that seemed to be something fairly logical i'm just still stuck on this whole like, you know, you have to play the same. My God, that means I'm still – guys, I still need to play pinnacles with – and I used to put a dot above it and then one on each side of the number. I mean, that's I, – I, I guess I'm stuck like that. What the WT fudge. You're stuck for life. Yeah. Turn that 75 you shot the other day into, uh, what, 18 times two? <laughs> hey, 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 hey. I, I, I use the same Volvic, orange Volvic golf ball for at least – 15 of those 18 holes, okay? And then the nine afterwards, okay? I'm pro-neon golf ball. I thought you were anti-neon golf ball, Jerry. Um, Never. Now, see, everyone thinks I, I make fun of them, but I'm not anti. I mean, not only do you on. make fun of them, but you use them, apparently. Well, I, I was, as I was just about to say, I do – there's two types of – there's three types of golf balls I find out on the golf course at Bandon Dunes. And uh, uh, type number one is one that's either just scuffed up or a type you don't want, you just throw it back into the bushes. Type number two is like your Pro Vs, your Chrome Softs, your TP5s. Things are in good shape that you're like, oh, yeah, free nice golf ball. It's like almost like finding a $5 bill on the ground that you weren't going to spend on a golf ball. And then the third type are the in-betweeners. These are the ones who I find, unless like someone has a real penchant for it, these are like your neon green vices, your neon orange or red Callaways, your Truvis golf balls, your funny logos or whatever, funny patterns. Uh, these new Callaway balls have the three stripes on them, whatever. I save those golf balls and I use them at my club because we have this real shitty creek that runs through the club. And if your ball goes anywhere near it, you're losing your golf ball. So you can still shoot even par. You might lose two golf balls. So I tend to use the goofy novelty golf balls at my club. So that's why I used an orange Volvic the other day. <clears throat> so, so there. Is there no penalty for hitting it in the creek? There's absolutely a penalty for hitting in the creek. Oh, I'm just saying like there wasn't because you said you no, the, didn't shoot power. Oh no, no, we just we just treat it like the creeks there are so deep and murky um, and murky and little and like trenches that the second your ball goes in there, it's just like don't even waste your time looking for it. Just just go ahead and take your drop. I mean, this so. this penalty fiasco honestly to me just further exposes the the tour and golf rules that there are. I just I think there's so many ridiculous rules that need to be you know, wiped off of the book. And yeah, why do you guys think they keep them? Because there's like a very, I could see a couple. There's probably a couple like 90-year-olds out there who insist on it staying, but the people watching it do not care. 
it's the same reason why two-thirds of government <laughs> legislature still exists that doesn't really apply to anything, at least in, in terms of America, where it's just like, there's tons of parchments and laws and documents out there that are so old. Who, who wants to take the time to go back and revisit them, so to speak? I mean, I'm not saying it's like, we don't care. It's just like, why would we, when we're all wearing jetpacks, why would we go revisit jaywalking laws? They'll still be on the books and they'll still be enforced, but it's like, it, it's something that we don't do anymore as human beings, so to speak. So that's, and, and when it comes to old sports, golf is the oldest sport with all the biggest tomes of rules. That's why I hate to see things like this happen. But when it happens, part of me is just like, ah, crap. I mean, golf has all the prestige and history to back it up in terms of it's like, nope, nope, this rule has been on the books for years. And we're sitting here going like, well, maybe it shouldn't be on the books because it's stupid. But because the situation happened to come up, it was discovered that it exists. Now that we found out, now that Mr. Henley paid the price, maybe we can go back and fix it. But I guess it's kind of like in baseball, we need some people to die from like line drives before we start putting nets up or something. I mean, but if nobody died from it, then nobody would think about it. It's just one of those things. So I didn't know that I didn't know this bullcrap existed until you guys told me about it. I mean, come on. I didn't know it existed till I saw it on the score sheet and had Russell Henley in fantasy golf. And they're like, why the hell did he miss the cut? Oh, that's, <laughs> brutal. that's brutal, man. Jerry, I didn't know you could, you know, form an analogy between golf balls and jaywalking jet packers. So that was, that was a good cool. analogy. I'm a, I'm a wizard. What can I say? <laughs> <clears throat> but uh, I mean, so that's uh, sorry, Russ Henley. I like Russ Henley. Isn't he that guy who, uh, He's the former uh, Navy, naval officer or something who had that funny video uh, when uh, uh, a couple of years ago, Jordan Spieth was like the president of like the players union or something. And he made a video essentially saying, vote for me, not the golden boy. Uh, I think it was Russell Henley. Like, uh, he, he wears a visor, right? Yeah. He, that's, yeah. 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 Russell, uh, Russell, Russell Henley. He used to be, um, he did like eight years in the Navy in the U S Navy as an officer. Like he did four years in the Academy and four years commission. So not too many professional uh, athletes, you know, done military service, especially that level of uh, station. But that being said, um, I always like Russell Henley. He has a pretty good sense of humor. He's always been a pretty down to earth guy. I mean, he's one of those guys where hate to see this happen to him, but if he ever wins or does good, I'm always going to raise the Russell Henley flag. Yeah. Thank you for your service, Russell Henley, and you deserve justice. <laughs> yeah, we're Team Russell Henley. We're free Bio Kim and free Russell Henley. <laughs> well, and we also had Kip Henley, not to be confused, uh, no relation on the podcast as well. Oh, hey, which, by the way, Zach, did you see Kip's um, – so uh, Ricky Potts, you and I have both been on his podcast. He does the Wednesday Match podcast. I guess he asked Kip Henley to be on his podcast, and Kip is done with doing podcasts. And Are you I, serious? Like, yeah, like, so – because he, because he was, uh, he was making a big deal about how he was on Club Pro Guy's season premiere. Look, yeah. I love Club Pro Guy, but his podcast is so it's as as regular as my bowels. Like, you, there's no frequency or schedule or meaning to any of it, even though it's delightful. But that being said, right after he does like Club Pro Guy, and he, and Kip was all proud of it. I saw Ricky asking Kip, and Kip was essentially just giving him the official stiff arm, where he's just like, you know what? Sorry, guys, I can't tell the same story anymore. So in just the same way, so I'm done with podcasts. They're all the same. Unless I start my own, I'm just sitting there going like, "We got Kip Henley on our podcast." Yeah, we got him. We got him before he started quitting. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. I like that. He retired on top. That's what I'm talking about. <clears throat> indeed, indeed. So, um, yeah, we we but, could tease on that note a little bit. We could tease that we should have a PGA Tour pro on the podcast sometime soon. And and uh, why is that, uh, Zach? I, I guess we got boots on the ground at the RSM at Sea Island. No. Yeah. So our guy uh, Andrew, I think I was supposed to keep his name anonymous. I keep doing this. 
I thought part of his gig was that we didn't say his name, but oh well. Well, I've said I've said everyone's names and handles at the same time before too. And if you don't like the free publicity and attention, you can jog on. Maybe I just think it should be anonymous because he's DFS anonymous. I think that's his Twitter handle. Well, it, it's it's or, golf anonymous. Or golf anonymous. Yeah. Uh, I get so confused. Well, he's you know, on the need, ground at the RSM. Need, need, uh, needless to say. <laughs> Yeah, needless to say, he's on the ground at the RSM Classic this week. He's been posting on our Twitter tons of great footage of basically following the feature groups, following what you guys want. Uh, we did some Twitter polls. That's what he's going off of. He also has been in touch with a bunch of the caddies, and now he's spoken to a bunch of the players and reached out, and it seems like they may be coming on the podcast soon. So that's your hint. The player is currently playing at the RSM Classic and playing well for that matter. Oh yeah, um, that's uh, you, uh, Nolan. Do you have do you have like cable or any way to watch golf? How do you how do you visually digest golf? Mm, Twitter sphere is pretty great, but yeah, I've got you know the golf channel. So I need a TV, <laughs> a, a television. Yes. Do, do they have those in Canada? Or are you guys still uh, like We're working uh, on it? We're working Cuba. on it. It's the twenty <laughs> first <laughs> century, Jerry. <laughs> Yeah, I saw so, uh, I saw a guy with calling a little bit of Kevin Kisner out there. So uh, I I think we should do a little justice and talk <laughs> about a boy, Kevin Kisner. He's a very outspoken, but you know, pretty pretty awesome golfer. I think most of us enjoy some Kevin Kisner, um, and I think Dumbledore would be uh, proud if we would uh, talk about the possible snub that Kisner. Um, <clears throat> after Tiger's uh, pick of the replacement for the President's Cup. Well, now to be fair, let's let's break this down first. Who were who? who, who do does anyone have in front of them? I, this is bad preparation. Does anyone have in front of them the team, or can tell me who the captains' picks were? Uh, captains' picks were Tony. Fino. I know. I know. Kepka uh, WD. God rest his soul. Everyone, and everyone, leave me the f alone. Yeah, uh, Finau. Woodland, Woods, and Fina Woodland Woods and oh, who am I forgetting? And Reed, yeah, Patrick Reed and Reed. Okay, yeah, that's right. Captain so, America. so I mean, yeah, Kisner is definitely a big snub. He's first of all, I we can... all love him. He's the everyman relatable golfer. But uh, when it comes to match play, the guy's something special. Like he's just uh, he's a steady machine who knows how to put the screws to you at the right times and. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I kind of thought Kevin Na got a little bit of a snub, too. I mean. Yeah. I think Na might have been the biggest snub. And arguably, you could for sure argue for Spieth being out there. Also, Mickelson, because he brings oh. the ratings. They're probably no. going to smoke him anyways. Oh. No. <laughs> you don't think Mickelson or Spieth should have had a chance at it? I think Phil's reign in the President and Ryder Cup has been uh, now demoted to a vice captain role. Uh, I'm really sorry, Phil, uh, especially when he handed the match over to Frank. You know what? I'm not, we're not going to do that. Um, if we're if if I'm being realistic, I thought the three snubs were Nah, Kisner, and Fowler. And uh, just, what about uh, back-to-back tour winner? <laughs> now, see, I was gonna. I was you were talking about Todd. Yeah. 
I was going to mention him because we did our power rankings recently and you even had, like mentioned that I put him in there and I said, well, yeah, the top uh, 10 spots, I'm always going to take the guys winning lately. I don't think in this regard, I would go with somebody like that. Even if he is the hot hand, that that's a really great uh, fallacy that we like to follow. And I like to follow into it, especially with baseball, but well, I don't know if, you know what, if, if they, if, Todd, if they made Todd a captain's pick, it wouldn't upset me. I just feel like we would definitively know if it would work or not. I just think I'd air more 60-40 that let's not play Brendan Todd. Let's uh, – Ricky Fow- – I mean, I don't know. Fowler was a – didn't Fowler wind up alternating in? Uh, About, yeah. yeah, Fowler took Kepka's spot. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. So, um, I mean – a I lot of pe- Yeah, a lot of people are upset that I wasn't not or it wasn't Kisner because I felt like they've oh, been yeah. playing – Nas definitely been playing – best out of those three as of late and because he's actually been playing whereas Kisner and Fowler haven't really been playing since Kisner hasn't been good either yeah true yeah I mean Kevin Na his his game has definitely found another gear in the past year since I was talking about him at the Sony Open I remember earlier this year when I was writing for Zach I was essentially saying like Kevin Na better win this one because this is the only tournament that the course sets up for his shitty little short game and uh, next thing I know he's like hitting the ball 40 yards farther off the tee with height. So I'm like, oh, never mind. Kevin Nas is just as good as everyone else now. He's, he's not hitting, like, you know, stingers off the tee, and that's all he knows. But, uh, but I mean, I think this just goes to show that we just have so much talent out there, right? I mean, it's just there's so many people. It's just so, so – I just not plugged in my microphone, I think. <laughs> you, guys, you guys have been hearing me the whole time, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Seems to be working somehow. Yeah, so anyways, I mean, Kisner – I don't know. There's Kisner, so he hasn't been playing well this week either at his like home course. So maybe he's he's lost it for the he, time being. I don't, I don't know. Kisner's Kisner's a tough dog to walk on a leash. Really, I mean, he's a tough dog to follow. He's, I mean, he's one of those guys who perennially. I mean, I've uh, I've listened to his um, interviews enough on other podcasts and whatnot, and he's a sweet dude. But it's like he's, oh god, he's just he's not going to cash him any checks or himself yeah. for that matter. I mean, I mean he's just, two shots off being dead fucking last this week. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, – he's burned me a couple times quick enough already that I, I like Kisner a lot, but I don't think I'm uh, going to wager anything on him. Right? But like, in these formats – Yeah, that yeah. sounds like a solid, you know, evidence as to, you know, backing behind what was picked and picking Fowler over Kisner. If Kisner is not playing good right now, yeah. it's a, a good pick. Eh, see, I, 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 I agree with that 100%, but I like, I like in this format, though, this is the only reason why we're talking about Kevin Kisner, right? I mean, this is really the only reason why he's coming up, it's, is that he thrives in this. And, and much like I said with Todd, I guess we'll find out once, uh, once he's in the fire. So, Yeah, Todd, uh, I think that'd be a little risky. Huh? Todd's doing well this week. He might <laughs> but, have it. He actually, might be going for the three-peat. Should we go ahead and I'll keep talking about the RSM and talk about Todd about his back-to-back wins and I think he's four under shot 66 today. Three behind the leader. Just keeping mm-hmm. it rolling. And I think he played at, did he play at the plantation course or the seaside? So there's two courses this week and they played this plantation one round. So You said Todd? Yeah, he played seaside, which is the harder of the two. So tomorrow he gets the easy course for his one round. Well, Simpson, who's in first, already had that that course. Mm-hmm. So he could be looking at heading into the weekend with a pretty low number. Yeah, I'm not – oh, there's Todd. Yeah, Seaside. 
Correct. Man, I wonder when the last time we had a I was just thinking back, that back to back to back champion. Like, I'll do I'm, some research while you guys. Tiger, while you missed, hit Mr. Google there. I know Tiger in like 2006 was the last time he won six starts in a row. Yeah, six. He won six starts but, in a row. Yeah. yeah, not tournaments. That's like it won't ever happen. Yeah, I don't see how it could happen. I can think of a lot of guys who did it back to back, like in 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 fourteen days stretch, and that, and that included majors and some of them, but not a. Uh, oh, you want to hear this good one? Yeah, Tiger doesn't have the record for most wins in a row. Do you know who does? Byron Nelson. Yeah. Do you know how many? Fifteen. Eleven. God damn so, it! Oh, one of the tournaments he won was the Montreal Open. Good on him. He won. That was in 1945. He won, yeah. he won 15 that year, 11 in a row. No, he won my 18 bad. that year. Oh, he won 18. Oh, my bad. Yeah. Oh, shit. That was the big 15 year. Oh. In, well, do you dude, know how much money he won during that streak? Enough to retire and buy his sheep ranch in Idaho. $30,000. Oh, my. That's it. Yeah. He, no. he set records only Tiger can match or break, and he made $30,000. So the most recent three in a row – is Nick Price in 93. Wait, no, no, I'm completely wrong. Sorry, it's Dustin Johnson, 2017. The list kept going. Wow. What What, what three events? Uh, I don't, that'll take some more research. Oh, God forbid. Interesting. And Rory it, did it in I 2014. Three tournaments in a row. Yeah, Rory did it when he won the PGA Championship in 2014. Yeah. Oh. I remember that. I don't remember. Before that, it was uh, VJ Singh 15 years ago. I wonder if if DJ's was like the Sony and like the tournament of champions. Tournament of champions and like yeah, something else. I see. I don't know, man. I'm 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 a I'm a former president of the fan club, but that was right when I had presidency of the DJ fan club, and I don't remember something that cool happening within two years because I feel like. (laughs) That would still, I'd still be gaslighting him. That'd be, that'd be something you guys would hear me still brag about. I mean, hey, remember the guy last guy to win three tournaments in a row? I mean, that was two years ago. I don't remember this. The three Pete. Huh. Well, almost, almost three years ago now. Zach, I think your state-controlled internet's letting you down. I know. It's like China. It's like China over here, guys. You're so weird. tough to poke. I'm just like, I'm just like, hey, you messed up. You're like, yeah, sorry. It's like China. <laughs> I'm telling you. You can't do anything over here. Exactly. Yeah, we we can't get on our proper internet. We're just told what what to watch. I'm pretty sure Adam okay. Hadwin's won the last three. Okay. All right. Well. Well. Speaking of that, that gives me a nice little segue into uh, something that we had a friend of our show ask us uh, on uh, on Twitter. Um, our friend Will Kramer. He asked me if um, how golfers can maintain their off-season sanity in terms of how an off-season can shut you down weather-wise or your climate via your location where you live so i'm going to set that ball up to uh zach to spike in terms of what do you guys do to beat the cabin fever when you can't play at least i'm just and i'm just going to ballpark it out there because i used to live in colorado where you only had like three months of golfable weather i mean it, it, there, there are some places where it's just it's shut down like that so let's just get, make the number six what do you do with the six months that you can't golf and you're just going crazy? Uh, play a lot of golf video games. Mm-hmm. Some, some golf phone apps. Golf Clash. Big Golf Clash guy. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, and all about the uh, Tiger Woods highlight videos. 
Mm. <laughs> you play yeah, w- I, w- I rewatched the Masters victories that are now available. You guys have WGT golf. That's pretty fun. Yeah, we do. Nice. <laughs> what about like? I mean, you guys are indoor driving range is a big deal, or like, is there any Top Golf's in Canada? I mean, I know. So no, there. we don't have. I, I maybe there are in like the western parts of Canada, but in Ontario, Quebec, there's no Top Golf yet, and I'm like, I have not been there, but it seems like the greatest thing. No one looks like it is um, the greatest thing. Well, no, it's oh, and you've been to that one out in Hillsboro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been to that one a couple times. It's yeah, good. A couple times. It's, it, I don't know. <laughs> what do you mean? Yeah. I don't know. You know, the first time I went, it was pretty awesome just to experience it, and then, uh, and then you're like, well, it's kind of like expensive for how much? How much is it? You got to rent a bay. Just the more people you can get to come, the better, because then you split the bill. Well, it's like Dave and Buster's. You can get a pool table. It's expensive per hour, but if you have eight people playing pool, it's a lot easier. I mean, exactly. Yeah. That's the way to get Jerry, it. Jerry, big Dave and Buster's guy. Oh, hell yeah. I used to work <laughs> at a Dave and Buster's, man. I know the ins and outs there. Sounds a lot of fun. There's ins and outs to Dave and Buster. <laughs> <laughs> That's well, for another episode. Well, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, Mostly but... We- It's fun, you know, you just try cranking it all the way back to the back net and see uh, how hard you can smash it. Um, There's a couple, you know, default games you can set up. And uh, if you're just going with, you know, friends who don't really enjoy golf that much, they just want to whack on the ball. So you you don't get to do like the scoring games, which which might be a little more fun if you had like a group of golfers kind of go. But I've never really done that. Um, The food's decent, though. I'll give them I'll give them that. Well, I mean, it, to me, the reason why I like it is because it's not exactly like you want to work on your game or something, go to a golf tech, go to a driving range, something else, or like go to your, build a simulator in your garage or something. But like this Top Golf is a really fun, like I hate to say it, I kind of expect them to overcharge. I expect it to be expensive. I expect it to like, you know, get those people to golf just a few times, get, your, get their claws into your uh, credit card. Next thing you know, they had a good time and they want to come back. I mean, that's. To me, just, you know, um, it, it's like Chuck E. Cheese. You might not like Chuck E. Cheese, but there's nothing wrong with Chuck E. Cheese. If you think about, like, how they're built, you're just like, yeah, I just don't feel like going there. It's just – but but it, but the, everything they do in there works, makes sense. I mean, I just compared Top Golf to Chuck E. Cheese. Sorry, Callaway. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're definitely – I mean, they're obviously successful. Um, maybe I'm just not the right – I'd rather go play golf. Uh, I oh, just, me too. I just love golf that much. Um, but it's fun – because I like to bring, you know, new people to the game of golf. And that's that's definitely a great route to do it from. So, so Zach, I mean, what what, uh, what what does your typical golfer do in the wintertime to, uh, like I said, stave off the cabin fever? Like, do you go to the gym more? I mean, I, I, I'm asking the question again in terms of it's like, well, other than the video games that you and I like to play, pretend you're talking to everyone listening is older than me. Uh, like what? Uh, what is there? Like go to like a driving range, one of the domes. Or... Go to one of the domes, play hockey. That's what I was suffer. gonna say. More suffer. <laughs> Just do nothing. Well, I'd say that would increase your cabin fever if you think about it. Yeah, no, it does. But it's just you just have to live with it. It's just like a depressing state. Well, Captain Kramer, I hope that was a satisfying answer for you. <laughs> it probably wasn't. But that's the simple answer. There is you just got to power through it, and it's yeah, just exactly. 
and we do just go insane for you know a couple months of the year and uh we all we all live insanely and no one seems to notice because they're you know tied up in christmas or something i don't know nolan i know portland oregon weather and yeah it might get you might get like an icy week like yeah. once a year or whatever it's it's oregon the west coast of america is eligible for golf any day of the year it's like whether you're in seattle or san diego it's like it, it never gets too cold out here to or, or too shitty out here to ever say no to golf i mean that that is very true yep every once in a while i get a frost delay or something like that but uh yeah pretty blessed <laughs> did you hear um uh, do you listen to pti or watch pti at all yeah but i don't think i heard what you're referencing oh uh the kornheiser and wilbon mentioned band and dunes the oh, other day. Really? well they, it was it was something to do tangentially in terms of how um uh they were saying something about how like uh this committee headed by like this athletic director or something from university of oregon is trying to like railroad some other guy from another conference or whatever and they're saying like it's just the pac-12 flexing muscle on the big 12 or whatever and then tony said to wilbon <laughs> Cornizer said to Wilbon, he said, like, careful, you're going to get banned from the state of Oregon. Is that what you're trying to get? It's like, you won't be allowed to go to banned Nodes. And then, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> Wilbon got funny. real quiet. Wilbon got real quiet. And he's like, but I want to go to banned Nodes. And Tony's like, yeah, me too. <laughs> and, then they, and then they just moved on to the next subject. <laughs> That's great. So uh, if, if uh, uh, Mr. Kornheiser and Mr. Wilbon are amongst our up to 300 listeners, uh, just ask for Jerry Lou. I'm a caddy at Banned Dunes Golf Resort. Have you seen any of these guys there? What's that? Have you seen any of these guys at the course? Well, I mean, no, in in particular, not necessarily. There's, with the exception of tour professionals, there's celebrities of every shape, size, and handful there there every other day at Bandon Dunes. I mean. Do tour the, the pros day, not come like, by often? Well, no, because think about it. Like, what would what, tour pros like? Why they when they go on the vacation, they go scuba diving in like the Maldives or something or Maldives. Sorry if I mispronounce it. They don't go golfing at Rainy Band in Oregon. <clears throat> that's just, yeah, that's I guess because there's no event there, it probably would well, hurt the chances. Yeah. They don't want to make it their home base and practice somewhere that they would never play. No, there's there's really no need to ultimately. But I mean. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's just it's 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 not the tour pros' fault. But I mean, case in point, um, about two or three weeks ago, I was uh, caddy on Old McDonald, and we were walking up 16 Fairway, and some uh, uh, jackasses behind us, some big dudes. I could tell they were athletes. I didn't know what. But when you look at somebody, you're just like, oh, he's a few inches taller and has traps for muscles. Like, whoa, you can see it from a mile away. And this jackass is playing from the tips, and he slices his tee shot from 15 way over to 16 Fairway. And as he's walking by, they didn't recognize him. A couple days later, looked it up on Twitter. It was MLB pitcher uh, Archie Bradley. Yeah, and, I was, and I was just kind of like, hey, cool that's one. neat. You know, a couple days later, I'm just like, yeah, I just happened to pass him in the fairway. Does I think he I still have the big beard? No, it was trimmed. It was it was trimmed down real tight. But he but he, he looked like Justin Timberlake's, like, older cousin. Like, really. Like, he was just like, he had the same, he wore the same facial hair, but he was, like, a whole foot taller. So... <laughs> But I remember I made fun of his shirt and and then made fun of my to, of him to my golfer. I said like, "Yeah, that jacket shouldn't be playing the tips." So nice shirt. <laughs> so nobody uh, tells Archie Bradley where to play from. I'll I, tell him all day. I wish I knew who it was. I might have talked a little shit, that loser. That is something that kind of gets me going. Is when you see someone teed back at you know the tips or even the tees in front of the tips, whatever you want to call that. No. Or they, Obviously should not. 
you you know what our namesake of this uh, this endeavor here is. It's from the back tees, whether people deserve to be playing back there or not. We are uh, uh, Zach picked a name. We didn't we didn't get a focus group that name at all. So we are all sure. forced to go to the back tee. <laughs> okay, yeah. okay. Now that's where I have to clean from, and it's a disaster. I everyone, can't do it. Everyone and your grandma get back there, or you know you're not worthy. I got to do it. <laughs> I just had to say it so Zach didn't think I was like totally forgetting about. What am I saying? Funny, so I actually get DMs probably like at least once a week from someone randomly just being like, "I play for either I play from the back tees or it's like I'm 70 years old, been playing my whole life, still don't hit from the back tees." And I just like, "It's all good. You don't actually have to play from the back tees. You know, it's just a name. You just have to follow us." Like. That's that's why I roasted that one guy who like tweeted you or something uh, like essentially no he wasn't gonna listen or no he wasn't gonna read or whatever I'm like oh this hey look everybody this guy burnt calories to say no instead of doing anything else or whatever I, I love some to- people on Twitter someone also or Twitter or on the website I don't know if you guys saw because I wrote the article on the Russell Henley eight shot penalty some mm-hmm. guy commented on it like oh like he obviously wasn't cheating it was like an honest mistake. Like, geez, you really can't send sarcasm because I wrote the whole article how he's like a big time cheater, Russell Henley. We might need to lock him up. <laughs> yeah, we might need to lock him up. Guys like poor Russell Henley, he doesn't deserve all this hate. <laughs> might need that's, to lock the, him up. that's the thing about the PJ Tour. Honest, honesty is still considered cheating, even if it's a mistake. So, yeah. Hey, look, PJ Tour is a private, powerful organization that, uh, uh, who, who, who are we to say anything? <laughs> but I do, I do, uh, you know, I accept their tee it forward initiative because my parents, um, they live on a golf course and they live really close to a tee box and you can just see people tee off all day. And like every time I'm just like, man, you belong up there. Get, get out of here. Like, yeah, folks, by the way, if, you've ever, if you think living on a golf course is sexy, it doesn't matter if it's your local dog track. No, I've done it before. You think you're going to sneak out or practice or play. You really don't unless you really have a problem, but, or you think you're going to watch people and enjoy it. You really don't. I mean, it's just the only cool thing about living on a golf course is the scenery in terms of like, you, you have some like actual like foliage around you. I mean, bona fide. <laughs> Agreed. So, anywho, um, I only got one other thing for us to talk about here in terms of, uh, I mean, before we step off the uh, off-season, uh, oh, that uh, Canadian question, Zach, uh, what was our Canadian fun fact? So, I was just going to give you, we got five Canadians in the field this week. Of the five, four of them are above the cut line after round one. One is a... The one who isn't is a PJ newcomer who played the hard course, Michael Gligek. Mike Weir. Oh. <laughs> but we got Nick Taylor, T5, Mackenzie Hughes, and David Hearn, T14, and Adam Hadwin, T66. Sound Canadians like are on the up and up. Got something That's stuck your Canadian fun fact is you're giving us the Canadian rundown. <laughs> no, yeah, exactly. Also, here, you want a good another Canadian fun fact? You know all this? Yeah, that wasn't very fun. This Wiseman guy? <laughs> College college basketball? Yes, yes. Oh. Do you know he's Canadian? That's the fun fact. He's okay, Canadian. So boom. You brought me back. Thank you. That, that was good. I, did, I actually did not know uh, that he was. You didn't even tee it up like, hey, you know, Wiseman, guess what nationality he is? <laughs> yeah, but then it was too obvious. That's what I was going to do. Would've, I didn't want to give Jerry such a freebie. I like to yeah, make not, him struggle. Not quite. 
No, low-hanging fruit. No, no. You Jerry will never stuff. guess one of my Canadian fun facts, right? Because they're always like, how many gallons of water are in this lake? Yeah. No, not that. No, it, 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 he'll, and he'll come up with good ones, too, where it's just like, uh, it's like Canadians consume more like frozen microwave dinners than Americans. And I'll just be like, bullshit, they do. Like, I, I, like this is this is a really good debate we could have here, but it's not going to look good for either the Canadian or the American folk. I mean. <laughs> we eat more macaroni than any other nation. That was it. That's bull crap. I do not believe that. I eat more macaroni than all of the Yukon, okay? <laughs> you guys have Costco in Canada? Yeah, we yeah, do. do you have Costco in Canada? You do. We do. Wow. Hey, represent. Costco, That's- Walmart. We tried have- Target. That didn't work out. You're at Kirkland, Washington, as in Washington State, as in the West Coast, as in not Washington, D.C. And, uh, yeah, Costco, they, I think they – sorry, I'm getting on this because Costco put out a giant tub of mac and cheese, like like huge. I don't even know, like a couple gallons or something. And it that went sounds incredible. I'm, I'm stuck on your preamble of Washington. <laughs> so you say that. I know that Washington State and Washington, D.C. are separate. I really do wonder what percentage of Canadians do not know that they're different. So many Americans don't even know that. So are you oh, serious? No, I mean, it's, it's weird. There are a lot of Americans. Like, let me put it this way. I thought the Seahawks and the Redskins were both in, like, Washington State because the Washington Redskins. And uh, I didn't understand that Washington, D.C., you know, they, like, had their own, like, all their own sports teams. I mean, it's just like, no, this state of Washington seems to have a two of everything. <laughs> <laughs> Seattle has everything, and then this Washington cat has a bunch, too. I mean. That's probably a sore subject for Zach because uh, oh. D.C. still has Expos. Is it ever? <laughs> yeah, but Zach locks cricket, so it's different. I just learned about cricket, actually. Very interesting like, sport. Like, how it works. <laughs> there you go. Like, Step the wickets. Or how it could take how it could take like seven days? Yeah, no, that I have no idea. I don't understand it. It needs to stop. There can all be a sporting event that takes a week. That's why I like golf because I feel like eighteen holes is the perfect amount. Not nine, not thirty-six, not twenty-seven, not two hours, not five hours. Just a nice little three and a half, four hours. That's the exact perfect amount of time to tie me up. I mean, Fair. Yeah, twenty-seven innings and a three-day match. Yeah, that 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 doesn't suit me. We, I, I even I got to get back to work. So, so I got something for you. You know, being, being our tiger, tiger guy, I always gotta probably bring him up as often as I can. I like Who's it. tiger? He moves. The I mean, I'm sorry. No, you go ahead. What'd you say? <laughs> <laughs> uh, anywho, uh, what was I gonna say? I saw Davis Love the Third um discuss i think he's he might be oh no he's the he's like the ambassador or host of the 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 attorney shindig this week um so he discussed how he thinks tiger woods caveat if he stays healthy snooze will win a hundred pga tour tournaments in his career 100 he's in he thinks he's gonna blow past We'll pass everyone if, if, as long as he stays healthy, which I think we need to stop with the whole if he stays healthy crap. But, um, Agreed. Well, how old is he, Nolan? How he old is, is Tiger 43. Woods? Tiger Woods is 43. I am of the light that he will be the first ever um, 50-year-old major winner. And if you go by that, Ooh. he's got seven years left. Let's see. Well, if he just hmm. – 
if he wins two tournaments a year until he turns 50, that puts him at 96. Yeah, that's that's really hard to do, I think. Yeah. yeah you know, if, 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 if I estimate it out that way, it seems difficult to do because I hate to say it. I, I think we need to – you're right. We need to stop talking about the if he's healthy or whatever. He's proven me wrong enough that I think I'm going to try and put him in this shape jar and that I don't think Tiger Woods is going to be – much of a multiple tournament winner yearly anymore i can see him winning a major here or there or a tournament or two here or there but i don't see him being like what was it 2013 where he won like five tournaments and was the money list leader or whatever like jesus that came out of nowhere which was great and amazing because i feel like that year didn't exist like just let's just take a snapshot of tiger's career and thank god he won the masters but if 2013 didn't exist all this like tiger's done shit would have been five years accelerated if it yeah. that one season if you think about it that season is the weirdest season in all of golf to me and i really enjoy it but that being said i just i don't see tiger like like i said he has to win two more every year until he turns 50 and he hits 96 I don't think he can win more than two a year. I don't know how much more he's going to play after the age of 50. Yeah. I hate to say depressing-wise, looking at the chaff, according to the numbers, I don't know if Tiger is going to hit one hundo. The fact that he hit Sam Snead and he's going to break Sam's is a big deal because after that, we got guys like Bobby Locke. We got guys like uh, 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 Gary Player who have like hundreds of international wins. So what are we really trying to estimate in terms of overall victories? I always looked at Sam Snead's 82 as the one number we can all hang our hat on. The one number we can all – everyone wants to play on the PJ Tour. Everyone counts the tour wins the most without having to dig into your Wikipedia page. And that's why once Tiger, t- once Tiger tied and once he will beat Sam, I kind of think I don't really – I'm not really worried. About, I didn't think it was going to touch – like, I thought Tiger was going to get 19 majors before he'd get 83 tour victories. I thought, like, I, I thought he was just going to have his sights on that. It's, it's amazing how much he's won, and just in general. I think one of the, the biggest reasons he's not going to win, is he playing the – he must be playing the hero next week or in a week and a half. Oh, Tiger plays every limited field event. Come on. So, yeah, so that'll help him. But I think the biggest thing holding him back is he's playing, like, eight tournaments a year. So he has to win, like, 25% of the events he's playing – and on top of that, four are with the best players in the world. Probably have, then the other four, it's probably three of those four are like the best players in the world. He doesn't play these swing season events, which are uh, Brendan Todd specials, where he could get a <laughs> win here and there. If hey, he Freddie Couples made a lot a of hay. Freddie Couples made a lot of hay this time of year too. Yeah, if he played twenty events a year, I'd say he has a chance at a hundred. But it seems it seems nearly impossible with his schedule. Funny that you. Yeah. Funny that you mentioned twenty five percent because that is still he is still hovering around twenty five percent for like his win rate. That's crazy. So, so, fellas, did we essentially just like crack the code on like the depressive era that is Tiger Woods now? And yet, for some reason, I can't. It's like Tom Brady. I can't effing discredit the man still. Like we I just broke discredit him. Six, well, no, in like in four valid ways, we just broke down how he's not going to achieve certain numbers. And here I'm still sitting there going, like, <laughs> of course he can't. Well, I don't think he cares about like, 100. And honestly, it sort of helps his case. He's won big events. He's not winning these small swing season events. He's winning the big ones that matter. But at the same time, I don't know if he does. Like, I'm assuming he's going to break Sam Snead's record. But at the same time, I wouldn't make it a gimme. It's almost like the Tom Brady, Drew Brees stuff where it's like at any moment he could just drop off and that could be it. Yeah. Oh, sure, sure. But I, I think I think him getting 83 – 
I don't want to say it's a foregone conclusion. That's not hard to do. Tiger Woods is going to be in the victor, the winner's circle at least one more time in our lifetime. Hopefully Seems it's a major. Like it. It's more than one major. Could but. be in two weeks from now. Ah, could be. Very well could be. Yeah, and going back to uh, Davis Love, I mean, the dude did, you know, compete in the Tiger high height of, you know, Tiger's prime. So, obviously, he's a little – you know, swayed in that way where he thinks Tiger can do anything. Well, and I mean, we all know Tiger can do anything and probably should feel the same way, but he more so than most. Um, but yeah, I think Tiger, he actually, he's the host of the Hero World Challenge. Or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't, it's crazy. Well, like what Jerry said, him winning two, two times a year for seven years is pretty insane. And that still leaves it's him still under the bar, but, but, yeah. but like, the bar that we set of 100 wins or somebody set or whatever but now going back to the thing you just said about dl3 i love that you mentioned that i always um, liken to davis love the third and nobody can cite me on where i got this so i'm gonna say i invented it davis love davis love the third was poised to be the hottest golfer when tiger woods essentially turned his boosters on it's much like how dominique wilkins in the nba was set to be the next like he was the next hot shit and then jordan showed up five minutes later and just not destroyed Wilkins. It's just essentially Wilkins became like Clyde Drexler. Just like here you have an A plus plus student, which is impossible when everyone else is being A plus. So Davis Love the third, always one of my favorite golfers of all time, still one major winner. He was essentially the guy who harnessed the comet right last, right before Tiger showed up. So I mean, th- those are, those are big words from DL three. I mean that guy, that guy carries weight anytime I was I, I listen to him. Shout out Clyde the Glide. <laughs> Oh, yes. Shout, shout out Mr. Drexler. Is he still living in the Portland area? Oh, I don't know, but he's probably listening to this podcast for sure. So, Probably. Uh, yeah. Zach, do you have any idea who Clyde Drexler is? Uh, the tennis player. Oh, oh I thought you were going to say, like, that sounds – no, no, Nolan, I thought he was going to say, it sounds like some, like, crappy therapist or something. <laughs> uh, Dr. Drexler. No, he's a, he was a, a basketball player for the uh, Blazers. I'll let mm-hmm. Nolan fill in here in a second. But, but from my take of him was – his exact years of playing were the exact years Michael Jordan was pretty much playing. And, and if Michael Jordan was around, we'd probably be saying Clyde Drexler would have his own shoe line. Would he? Would, we would be wearing Clydes instead of Air Jordans. Or like, we'd be wearing Clyde the Glides instead of his airness. I mean. That yeah. does lead to some more recent NBA news. We got to ask Nolan. Nolan, what's the thought? Three to the dome is back. Oh, gosh. Ah! <laughs> he did three to the dome. Oh man, dope. we got oh, it. Hello, Anthony. First, before we, I feel like off. Gilbert Grape over here, or no, Arnie Grape. <laughs> before we get away from Clyde the Glide, he was, you know, on the dream team. Um, he played for Houston University, of Houston. He was a part of uh, the uh, Phi Slamma Jamma, is what they were called at Houston. Uh, their team. They end up. They were were the. I think they were the team that lost to Valvano's uh, NC State Wolfpack. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, Clyde the Glide, he was, you know, the prototypical two-guard of the NBA and just amazing. And, you know, Jordan was there. So, kind of – Oh, actually, uh, Nolan, I'm sorry real quick. I, I heard a great uh, Drexler story in terms of the one thing that separated Drexler and Jordan. Everyone knows Jordan is a killer instinct and he always wants to win. He always wants to beat you. Clyde Drexler was – a teddy bear from all accounts that I've heard and seen. He was the nicest guy on the planet to the point where, and I don't know if you heard this, Nolan, in Barcelona, 92, the original dream team for the Olympics, 
uh, Clyde accidentally brought two left shoes to practice. Not a pair of <clears throat> not a pair of regular shoes. He brought two left shoes to practice, and Jordan made fun of him so much that Clyde almost wore both the shoes out of shame until like three other teammates stopped and saying, Clyde, you're going to tear your foot apart. Don't be a fucking retard. Go back and get your other shoe. That, I mean, and that's to show you like these guys were so great, but one guy's personality was just a little different than the others. And like, it was just one of those like, no, Clyde, stop being such a nice guy. Go, go, go straighten yourself up. I mean, yeah, we, yeah. Could get, we could get into a lot of discussion on that dream team that, yeah, they had all sorts of stories uh, when they were over, over there. But yeah, they're Clyde. good stories. I mean, and I was a member growing up of the uh, Clyde Drexler, like, book club or whatever. He, like, he had, like, some, like, reading scholastic program in the state of Oregon for kids or whatever. And he always, he promoted it, too. Like, I think I got a poster signed from him when I was a kid or whatever, like, in 91 or 92 back in his heyday, so. Yeah, awesome guy. He, you know, he lost to Jordan in the finals. We, the, everyone forgets the Blazers actually been to three NBA finals, won one of them and lost two of them and people forget it, it, it was it was a lot like the buffalo bills zach where um like right right when the, the the bulls from chicago were in like the peak of their powers the blazers were actually pretty damn good too and they just went it was a lot like how the blazers nolan and the lakers about 15 20 years ago squared off that's when i stopped rooting for the blazers yeah. where i'm just like the blazers are amazing and they can't beat this one team that's better they just can't do it like they're a really good team who can beat everybody else but the one other best team and this time it's the lakers so i quit yeah yeah, that 91 Blazers team is better than our championship team by far. And, but, you know. That 91 Blazers team is one of the best I ever watched just in terms of my lifetime. I mean, yeah. Stuff happens. But, yeah, back to Sir Anthony. Um, the That's dude... back to reality. <laughs> Three to the dome. Blazers are in a I – mean, I mean, we're getting a little off topic here, but the Blazers are in a, a – Not world. off topic. This is what the people want to hear. Blazers are in a world of hurt, man. I don't, I don't know. I've – I'm on the verge of saying just tank, just go get a top five pick this year and restart next year with everyone healthy. It's but, weird, but they like they should be good. Lillard started off so hot. I guess the whole rest of the team was garbage. Yeah. Oh, well, Zach, Zach, I don't know if you're aware. Tank is the American sports term for uh, getting a fish tank, and uh, sometimes <laughs> it's cold water, sometimes it's fresh water, and you big really tank need to right up. <laughs> yeah. I usually don't like to utter the T word because I know it it pisses Damian off. He's he wants to win every single game. He's just the ultimate competitor. Um, oh yeah, like he, he follows you vi- being to the to the T, so he knows every single time he's got an alert when you when no one says exactly. no one T Smith. The T stands for tank. <laughs> <laughs> I shook his hand once, man, and I put a little tracker in him, and then, no. <laughs> um, oh, easy, easy. <laughs> But, so um yeah, yeah we, i actually zach right before you uh joined the meeting i asked i asked nolan really quick i said let's just get it out of the way so i don't bust your balls too hard i didn't realize like i'm the last person in the nation to realize the state of affairs in portland is that bad <laughs> i mean that's kind of how i summed it up there's nothing wrong with carmelo anthony except his existence on a team period his, i mean his defense his offense Look, 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 they said it best on PTI. He, he needs to come in and score and get buckets. Like, that's what he needs to do for them. It's like, okay, I'm waiting for him to get buckets. It's, like, it's been one game, but it's like the one thing that he came in to do, he hasn't done, so we're already going to pick him apart. Aren't coming. He was 4-14 in game one, so, yeah. You know, I don't... he had a ton of rust. Let's be fair. The man's old, and, and honestly, we've criticized his playability for a long time to begin with, and he has a ton of rust. I mean, how was he today? He's he's a he's a sideshow. It's just the sad thing is he went to Nolan's team. He had 18 <laughs> points today. So. Yeah, 
he probably shot like 20 shots. I, I w- didn't finish watching the game. They already ruled Damian out for the game. They McCollum, um, 37, 6, and 10. Ooh. McCollum. Yeah, but that's, say that, that sounds like the Sean Kemp days where it's like Sean Kemp had 18 points. It's like, then the rest of the team didn't do very good, did they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they might be a good fantasy squad right now. I don't know, but um, Ooh. They're, yeah, they're not, not too hot. Um, I think Damian didn't play again, and then Hassan Whiteside sat. I don't even really like to talk about Hassan Whiteside because I was a little higher on him this year, and he has not been quite what I wanted. Um, so yeah, there's a you know there's a lot we could talk about, but um, oh, parallel for Carmelo Anthony, the Blazers back a few years brought in similar aged thirty five. 30, whatever age they are, 33 or 35 is Carmelo. Um, same, you know, kind of situation. And can we name who that player was? It was it was in a pretty good – it was a really good Blazer team, uh, one that Jerry was speaking of. What year? Or is I, that part of the – is that part of the, the... – that, that might give it away, but – Well, that would definitely give it away, goddammit. Uh, can you – all right, so, hmm, was he white? No. Greg Oden. But same <laughs> same kind of, you know, um I was going to say Detlef Shrimp, but uh no, was it Scotty Pippen? Scotty Pippen. Boom. <laughs> yeah, wow, no. Scary. If you would have if you would have put the I was thinking that that exact year, I was like, is he white or black? That that's what decided it cuz I'm like, well, it's either Scotty or Detlef. I mean, I followed that team closely. That was a uh, uh Ryder, Sabonis, um Ogden, yeah. Anthony, I mean, Smith. Yeah. Those, oh, those guys are good. Awesome team, and uh, but you know, Ottomire, Wallace, Scotty was obviously a little bit, you know, um, better on both ends, and uh, probably a little bit more. We had a more complete team at that time, and Scotty was just kind of an additional veteran piece. But you know, it was kind of funny. I just saw they're like same age and same stats or something. I don't know. It was kind of crazy. Well, now I got a question for you. Zach's going to hate me, I, but I, I want to ask you this, Nolan, because I've never asked anyone this for a long time, and I have my opinions. But we're forgetting the the biggest key to that team. Maybe, what were your thoughts on Coach Dunleavy? I, uh, I think he was pretty good, even though he's had he's like kind of like Bill Belichick. Like Bill Belichick's had some skid marks on his record, but then he's also done some really good things too. So yeah, I mean that was a hard team to coach, first of all, but uh, just for the fact. That, you know, but it's like everywhere he else, everywhere he else, he went. He was like a suicide bomber. Like everything just yeah. fucked up really hard. And he won Coach of the Year in Portland when they didn't win anything. It's like, yeah, yeah, I agree. I totally agree. I, I don't know. Maybe he just <laughs> caught lightning in a bottle or something. But I, love I don't know him. if he's like. I don't know if he's like a closet racist or if he's like a, <laughs> a like a like a, a, a wizard like Mike Leach or something. I don't know. I just I always love Mike Dunleavy. Like that guy was an anomaly of. He's like Mike D'Antoni if he was, like, a lot less successful, but, like, with one team was the greatest. Like, ah, yes, we found his calling. We found what he's good at. Yeah, he's doing it. So, he's the the one who invented Hack-A-Shack, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Yeah, it didn't quite work, but it's all Sorry, Zach. Here, here. Let me me steer the the wheel back over to your lane here. (laughs) I'm from Hack-A-Shack. Let me – how's how's the hockey season looking for you so far, both uh, personally and professionally? Montreal Canadiens are looking pretty good. We're better than Toronto. We're better than Ottawa. What more can we ask? We're not better than Boston. But. Did you see that video? It, it went pretty viral about uh, that couple at the Toronto game getting the selfie or whatever. And like, yeah. But I mean, obviously, everyone commented on it, so it, like it eventually got out there. But the thing I liked the most was 
everyone's just saying like, oh, he's not feeling the selfie. He's not feeling the selfie. And immediately I just saw he was wearing Toronto gear. And at the end of the, the clip, it showed the score at the bottom of the TV. And I'm just like, no, he's pissed because his team's down one to six. Are you kidding me? I'd make that face fucking two every time. Are you kidding me? He's, he's, he's livid. Yeah, they're course, trash. They have side seats. I mean, they're trash, the Leafs. Complete trash. I'm not sticking up for him. I'm just saying I'm sticking up for our boy here who everyone's saying, like, oh, he's not feeling his girlfriend. I'm like, no, he's not feeling the score. And the funny part is the score flashed up in the video just, like, randomly. <laughs> it's beautiful. That's my worst fear, being put on the score on the uh, Jumbotron. Why? Worst Why? Because you, you'll, be like, you'll be, like, balls deep in your poutine or something? No, I just want <laughs> – could be. I just want no part of it. So, I like, no, kid, do cam, something no kiss cam for you or anything? Or? What? Sorry? No kiss cam for you or anything, or do they even have that north of the If I'd gone on the kiss cam, because I'd, I'd force myself to have to make a scene out of it, because I'd be like the guy who's like, you got to make a scene. But then, at the same, I don't want to have to get to that point. <laughs> I love it. If I'm on, I'm Zach, making a scene. I Zach ripping his shirt off and, like, showing us all his undersweater. Yeah. Well, are you afraid of, like, what will come out of you once you see yourself on Exactly. Okay. It's like, I, I can't get to that point. So I hide. What is, he, is he like Elaine dancing in Seinfeld where he doesn't know what he looks like? <laughs> Do we just have to see it? <laughs> I could never be put on. Oh, man. That's, uh, that's good stuff. So, uh, I well, listen, it. it's, yeah, we, we've, we've almost been going an hour here. Uh, anyone got anything else they want to talk about? Let's, uh, let's start uh, putting some buttons on this. Marcelo had one thing, correct? I kind of want to – we can discuss that. Oh, yeah, let's, uh, let's address that. So, I guess um, Brandon Matthews uh, had uh, somebody yell something during his swing, and then uh, once we unpacked that situation a little bit more, we found out a little bit more. Zach, what was that about? So, this guy, Brandon Matthews, I think, no, what, was it an open championship qualifier? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I heard. And he was in a playoff, or it was either in a – maybe you know better the, all that detail. No, I, uh, I, I, I really, I really don't. No, I think Nolan knew it, or did you not? No, I think you're, you're, yeah, I think okay, you're right. I'll on. go ahead. I think I know it the best, and or maybe the cops outside my place. Well, yeah. hurry up! They're all, they're right outside. They're coming for me. Okay, I got this. So, <laughs> what is Jerry doing? I've never been more confused. <laughs> I'm hiding. <laughs> okay, so he had to make a putt, which would have given him, like, he would have got into the Open Championship. And someone yelled in his backswing, and it turned out that person had like Down syndrome or was had autism. I don't know. An affliction, um, an affliction of some kind. Yes. And instead of this Matthews guy either getting mad or maybe like he must have been upset inside, regardless of who did it. Even if you understand it, this guy missed what could be the best opportunity of his life like an incredible experience, he went over to the guy who yelled and took photos with him, gave him a ball, signed a glove for him, and someone got it on camera. He didn't do it at all. Like, it was a pretty small event, right? So you don't assume you're going to get filmed. So clearly, I just think this guy's like, this guy's a legend. The Open Championship needs to make it right. They got to put him in. Well, they, oh, that's a great notion, Zach, and I doubt that'll happen. But I mean, in a world of where, everyone has every right to like blow up in a certain regard. It's like, this, this is why I like, I like retweeting certain videos saying the internet's winning today. Cause it's like, yeah, this is the good feel good stuff where like, kind of like we just had that melee for, uh, on, uh, for the NFL football the other day with uh, Garrett swinging his helmet at Rudolph wherever it's like, it, people ask me what my opinion was about that. And I said, everything went wrong. Everybody messed up in some way. And, and, and sometimes shit like that just happens. 
at first when I heard this story, I thought it was going to be one of those things where it's like, oh my God, this is not going to, this is not going to go well. Like this is like, this could, this could end seven different ways and five or six of them are not good. Faith and humanity this restored. Way, was beautiful. What'd you say? Faith in humanity was restored. Oh, absolutely. Whether, whether it was lost or not. It was just one of those things where just playing the odds in terms of how people can get upset and why they're allowed to be upset or whatever. It didn't it happen this time, and which is really, which is really nice. So, yeah, I think it was a very, you know, you know, too bad for uh, this guy, but turned into a great situation himself. And it leads me to think, you know, what if if that was a normal, um, or I shouldn't say normal. I'm I'm sorry, that was probably misspoken. But someone with it's all right. It's your, it's your first pod as an official host, so you're you're, you're fine. It, it takes time. Yeah, we're so, not politically correct. We know you're you can not. find him. You can find him at Nolan T. Smith on Twitter. Everybody. Oh God! If that was my friend Zach over there who shouted something, how would have that gone down? That that's a good question. I, he seems like a nice guy. He seems like he wouldn't have gone after him. As let's just say your friend Zach, does he have like a dusting of? And I'm using air quotes again. Aspergers or what yeah, are we talking about here? Yeah, you, you could have just gone with normal person again. I'll take the heat <laughs> off of you. <laughs> oh my god, that's funny. But well, in all seriousness, in all seriousness, uh, you know what? Like, should the golfer, you know, just kind of suck it up? Like, I don't know. It's very, very interesting. Like parallel you could draw. You know the absolutely famous, the golfer should suck it up. Yeah, you know the famous like the band is on the field. That play like yeah. like, like things happen. And it's not like they go back and replay the I don't know. They don't give them a second putt or something well, like that. Well, that. that it speaks to the mental fortitude of the best golfers. Now, granted, a, a camera click would make Tiger back off the ball on his downswing, which I'd say that's impressive because nobody can take their finger off a trigger like Tiger Woods can. very low mental fortitude. You're not allowed <laughs> to talk at a golfing event. Every other sporting event, there's crazy people yelling. No, I, I, know, I know what you mean, but what I'm saying is, like, I think when it comes to golf, golfers are more – used to the tranquility as a and that's why like something For small sure. might throw them off it's, it's it's only because that's what the like you like at all the other sporting events there it's it is pandemonium all the time it's I just what we're used out. to all the time yeah mm-hmm. yeah so i mean but, but that being said oh wait what's there's up no, there's no dumb like rule in the rule book right that says like oh golfer a was distracted by uh by fan and no, absolutely not fun. because because that would have to go under like a file that doesn't exist of random elements. And I would take that further to say like, okay, what happens if nobody's following your group that day? Then you might have a benefit of nobody ever possibly distracting you. Whereas another group with 500 people following them might, I mean, you know, be alternative. It's just, it's sort of, it, it goes in, it goes into that anomalous gray area that we can't obviously suss out. So yeah. Like a bird grabbing your ball or something. I mean, like tiger hitting his out of bounds, but instead people moving a rock. Right. Happens. That I think was I don't want to say that was exploiting the rules. I think that was just if anyone oh, else it was exploiting the, rock, the rules. Have, no, no, no. If anyone else had hit behind that rock, they he wouldn't have had twenty people jump to and help him out as they like he had a gallery. Everyone wanted to help Tiger. Hey, everyone, let's help Tiger out. If it was if it was like Bob Tway or somebody, he would have come <laughs> up there and like nobody like he would have been Bob him Tway. and his caddy and a rule guy saying the three of us can't move this. You should take a drop, sir. I mean, poor Bob. <laughs> just shout out Bob. You under the bus. He's, he's, his son's great. Bob Toy's a major champion. They're doing fine. Yeah, I think uh, Rory Rory was quoted back saying, like, 
it's part of the game. Like, you know, like playing with Tiger, you should get handicapped because it's so hard to play with him because of all the crazy people. But, that is, yeah. Yeah, if we don't mind segueing into what um, I'd like to discuss is what kind of crazy things do you guys love to hear fans shout? Like, I, I always, whenever I'm watching golf and I hear, I hear a, Bubba Booey! <laughs> I love that. I love that stuff after a tee shot. That's what. That's probably my favorite phrase. I don't even know what it came from, how it, you know, it's came to Howard be. Stern, isn't it? I, is it? I have no idea. Well, it's a character on Howard Stern. I, I, I was hoping nobody would ask if somebody had the answer because it's like, well, I know it's a character on Howard Stern. It's a funny word that, like, some people say when they're drunk, but ultimately I don't know the direct tie. I mean, and also, Zach, I don't, Zach, I don't know if no one's uh, – heard our new uh, intro music that we got from the uh, sports travel radio guys because uh, Baba Booey's right in there. Like, oh, yeah, right I've heard before, it. Right I before we it. Spin up. Yeah, so. Yeah, I've heard uh, it. I, I, got, I have one that I heard, well, not recently, but I, I really, really like, uh, but I'll let Zach go first because uh, we're trying to wrap this up. I got a million I could say, but I got one. I like, one. I like a unique one. I like something, something different, you know, catches you off guard. That's funny. You have any examples? I, I mean, or, or is it? I can't give an example of one. It's just like every once in a while you'll hear one that's unique. Like I don't like the get in the hole. Yeah, you know? I'll tell you. Oh, last... so you like? Oh, you like something about like like creativity? Uh, like like uh, let's just say Scott Stallings hits one in the bunker. He's just like as soon, or as soon as Scott Stallings hits a drive, you're just like someone's get flag day. Or yeah, like or I like I like get in the bunker. I was pro get in the bunker. Funny. Okay. All right. Well, of course you are. I, no, that, no, you, you, you smell like one of those guys. I, I, yeah, I that's funny. That. It only works once. Like if someone does it now, I'd be like, that guy's just an asshole. See, now I've taken to. Um, I heard a caddy say this a few months ago at Bannon Dunes, and mind you, we don't have any water features that you can hit into in terms of a penalty, except for the ocean. And believe you me, if you can hit the ball into the ocean, you're not going down there to assess your lie. It's like 100 feet, 200 feet down the cliff or whatever. So. Uh, a lot of times on the very first tee, if I'm trying to get to know a group, uh, as soon as they hit their driver, I'll just scream, get over the water. <laughs> and there is no water. It's like it's like a 400-yard fairway right in front of them. Just, uh, get over the water! What's going to clear it? <laughs> yeah, that's that's the best I got. But, I love uh, but that. But I, I, like, I like mashed potatoes. That's funny to me. I mean, I, I don't dilly-dilly stupid, but I like the yelling stuff. I mean – yeah like, I, I think i think today when i yell i i like was playing golf and i yelled as loud as i could something to the deg- degree of i use my i talked to myself in the third person i and i yelled about ripping my dick off and feeding it to the dogs so i mean it's just it, whatever we need to come up with something for our site that we need we need people to start yelling we can just start yeah, paying but- people to yell stuff out that's a great great idea zach step it back i went to the yeah that's a good one i went to the what 2015 and then last last year's u.s open and i yelled rip city <laughs> every time that's a good one that's a, huh. see that that's a good one because the, uh, people from portland would like that but then yeah. that, that sounds cool for a lot of things uh i, I yelled three to the dome my, yeah, no. my my friend said he heard me once i did it right on rory's like first tee shot of the day i can't remember what day it was though i think it was a saturday or something i got one for us fellas it's kind of like uh like i was saying earlier like step to the back or whatever but i mean i know there's a lot of phrases for how people like go all the way to the back edge of the back tees or whatever but we can call it heels up mm, like it yeah i mean let's let's go heels up i mean heels usually, up? like like if when we're playing band of dunes and we can't find the furthest back tee that we think the u.s amateur might play at we'll just go to the where the tips are and just go all the way to the back edge 
and we and, and yeah, we'll call it heels up. Sure. Heels up, the official from the back tee yell. Love it. I'm trying to picture it in my head. Uh, yeah, that works. Yeah, <laughs> it works. And wheels up uh, can go suck a suck it unless they want to sponsor us. So I'd love our first sponsorship to be a private jet company. <laughs> I'll take it. So uh, this has been a lot of fun, Nolan. Uh, we hope you had a good time with us because we're not going to be hoping that for you the rest of the time. You're just going to have to be logging logging the banter with us just like usual. <laughs> yeah. I, oh yeah. Of course. I love it. Can't can't wait to keep keep this up. Love you guys. So do you, uh, you guys got, oh, I got somebody, Eric Payton is talking about our podcast right now. He's got some podcasts and uh, anyway, sorry. Uh, anyways, uh, Nolan, are you working on anything right now? Where can people find you easiest or where would you like people to find you rather? Always, always available via the Twitter um, at Nolan T. Smith. Uh, that's probably where you're going to find me. The, the T stands for tank. And before we move on to the next where you could find us, Jerry, I realized it's in the outro. No, I'm talking about like the individual people, though. I know, but for ours, I'm pretty for sure you and me. they've been both in the outro. Not the outro I heard. Maybe not you, but it says at from the back tees, at least. Yeah, yeah from the back tees, yeah. Okay, go, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. Jack, this isn't all about you. God. <laughs> no, you got I mean, efficiency, but now it didn't you, work out at all. You can find me at Jerry Lou Looper one on Twitter and that's it. I mean, obviously you can contact us through the website or you can just come to band and dunes and get me as a caddy. And uh, if you don't get me as a caddy, you can lose money to me playing golf. Take your pick. Good stuff. Zach, you got any, any, any plugs or uh, are we just uh, clapping no out No plugs. Here? I think that was great. And we'll be back next week. Good stuff. Yes. Uh, we, got, we got lots of stuff coming. Thank you to our team. Thank you to all our listeners. And uh, thank you, Nolan. Thank you, Zach. It was a lot thank of fun this week. Thank you all. All right. Nathan Cooper, shout out. And updates. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at From the Back Tees. I'm going to enjoy it for the rest of my life. See you next week. Be the ball, man.